her ZH family, followed by the money or the dollar sign, or go to the giving tab on the church website. If this is your first time worshiping with us, we welcome you with the love of Jesus. We truly appreciate you taking the time to worship with us on today. Please be sure you sign in at our greeter station at the end of the service located in our lobby. And as a special thank you, we have a special gift just for you. Thank you for tuning in and worshiping with us on today. Until next time, we'll see you at the top. Who are you? Grateful, grateful, I'm so grateful. Good morning and uh, welcome to Zion Hill. Let us pray. We're just so grateful for Jesus, our Savior, our Lord and Savior. Thank you for forgiveness, healing us, shelter in the time of storm. We're praying for those who were affected in the storm, the tornado uh, last week, dear Heavenly Father. We're praying that help gets to them soon. Oh, dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for health from our head to our toes, dear Heavenly Father, that all organs are healed, dear Heavenly Father. All diseases are healed, dear Heavenly Father. We pray for our bereaved Please comfort and give them a peace that surpasses all understanding, dear Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name. Can we give God some praise this morning? Can we stand on our feet and open up our mouths and praise Him and help us celebrate Him by praising and worshiping Him this Christmas season? Shout hallelujah. Oh 
pray, Jesus, come on and put those hands together.
you have been blessed by the ministry, we encourage you to give because giving is receiving. Ushers, come forward. Online viewers may scan QR code on the screen. Text to give seven three two five six and enter Z H family dollar sign or go to the given text on the church website. Gracious Father, we thank the givers. They are given to help the support the church and those in need. Oh, dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you so that we can help other people in the name of Jesus.
Don't tell me that. Don't tell me that. Don't tell me that. 
Spirit of worship. Please let me mention to all of you if you are graduating this month of December, uh, we ask that you will please stop by the church office. Your church has a gift for you, and this is our way of saying congratulations. We are very proud of you. And we are so happy that every time we turn around, somebody is graduating in this house. And the more I look at the list, the more I see that the word of God is taking effect in the life of people. You are never too old to go back to school. So... Thank you for all your effort. There's something called the opportunity to revalue yourself. So if you like me, you're not pleased with where you are economically, all you need to do is go back to school. Revalue yourself. And then the system have to pay you more. That's how simple it is. You are completely in control of that. Congratulations to all of you for a job well done. Amen. Uh, let me mention to you this coming Saturday, um, I believe we have a, a home going for Pastor Edison's wife. It's going to be right here in this house. Many of you know Pastor Edison is one of our sons in the ministry. And the Lord has given him grace to pastor his own church. So when you don't see him here, it's because he's somewhere ministering. Where his wife had gone on to be with the Lord, and they chose to come back home for the home going. I will appreciate as many of you as can come to support this family. In this life, um, you have to be there for your own. So it doesn't matter, call it white, black, yellow, purple, green, it don't matter what you call it. If it's part of your family, you ought to be there. And not only do I need you to be here to support them, also be prayerful for the family. It's really tough to lose your own spouse. So God will reward every one of you for that. Uh, the family is also asking for our choir to help them with the music. So as many of you singing people. The Lord has blessed you. You have a name in this community and people look for you. 
that's a good thing. Amen. That is a good thing. Uh, also, and I, I don't mean to be bringing bad news. I don't like that. I should well know Joshua Dara. At least not from the pulpit. Uh, another minister of ours, Harris Washington, Prophetess Washington lives in Texas, but she is also a daughter of this house. So again, they are bringing her back home, and they're going to be doing the home going here. Um, I hope that somebody is keeping up with all this schedule. must admit, I have four people in my own life that coordinates my schedule. I have so much. I move in different directions, so please stay on top of things. That's going to be at 1 o'clock, December the 18th. So please, let's make ourselves available. Uh, Pastor Edison's wife's home going is at 11 a.m., Prophetess Harris Young, not Young, Washington, is at one o'clock. All minds clear? We do want to say thank you to all of our guests. We, we are always honored to have our friends in the house. I see great men of God. Amen. We are grateful for Pastor Jackson. We're grateful for Pastor Tenney. Amen. We love you guys. These are brothers in the Lord that I learned from. And iron sharpens iron. Amen. All minds clear? Please stand with me for the reading of the word of God. Put me on G. Book is Matthew chapter 2, verse 1 through verse 2. Thank you, choir and praise worship, for a great preparation of the Spirit. Amen. I like that. Matthew chapter 2, verse 1 through verse 2. Now, when Jesus was born, where? In Bethlehem. Bethlehem is in the region of Judea, just like Alexandria, Pineville is in Rapis Parish. That happened in the days of Herod the king. Behold, there came wise men from where? From the east. Where do they come to? Jerusalem. I want to make sure you're reading your Bible. The next verse says, these wise men said something. They asked the question, where is he that is born king of the Jews? They kept saying, we have seen his star in the east, 
And we have come to do what? What do they come to do? Worship. That's what I'm going to talk about this month. Just like they came to worship, you and I must always be in the spirit of worship. Just like you just watched the choir did. But worship is not meant for the choir. It's meant for every child of God. So tune in, try to learn something, let the Holy Spirit minister to your spirit man, and we all become better in our faith. Let's pray. Father, we are grateful for a beautiful day like this. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your presence in the house. Right now, we cancel out every assignment of the enemy concerning this congregation. Holy Spirit, we ask that you have your way in this house. Some people come this morning with questions in their life. And Lord, we know you have an answer to every situation. Lord, we ask that you touch us in a very special way. For those that need healing in their body, Lord, do what no other man can do. You sent your word and heal our body. Father, we receive our healing right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, we pray for a happy and merry Christmas. Thank you for coming to this planet just to see about us. We don't take that for granted. And we say thank you. Thank you for being our savior. Thank you for being our Lord. Thank you for being our way maker. Thank you for being our provider. Thank you for being our lily of the valley. Have your way in this house. We'll be careful to give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. It is in Jesus' name we pray. And the church said, Amen. You may be seated. We bow down and worship Yahweh. Like you mean. 
to worship. For those of you who are live streaming with us, whether you're local and national or international, we welcome you. And we want to invite you also to join us in worship. I've been teaching a series about principles and doctrines that we can learn during the season of Christmas. And in the passage that I just read to you, you will see another principle that every child of God must always adhere to. Last Sunday, we talked about one principle called praise. If you recall, we pointed out to you that the angels were ascending and descending and praising God along with heavenly host when Jesus was born. And we told you, your life must be a life of praise. Today, we're going to be talking about another principle that we notice during Christmas. And that principle is worship. Please be careful that you don't confuse praise with worship. The Bible says people perish for lack of knowledge. So this is a word church. We want to make sure that you understand the word of God. That's Hosea chapter 4 verse 6. But again we see in Proverbs Chapter 4, verse 7, where the word of God says, wisdom is the principal thing. It says, get wisdom. It didn't say get religion, get wisdom. And in all of your getting, get understanding. So we want to make sure that we understand what is it we are talking about when we, when we talk about thanksgiving or we talk about praise, or we talk about worship. You need to know each of these things. Today, the focus is on worship. And in the book of St. John, chapter 4, verse 23, the Bible alerts all of us that God is looking for worshipers. 
Many of you always ask me the question, how can I get close to God? I just told you. God actually is seeking worshipers. God loves worshipers. If you feel like God don't love you, just increase your worship. He seeks worshiper. He loves worshiper. He's looking for worshipers. So you can choose to be closer to God than everybody else in this house. It's purely up to you. Ladies and gentlemen, but I got to warn you, half of what we call worship today is not worship. That is where your knowledge, your understanding becomes important. Why did I say that? Because if real worship hits this house this morning, musicians will not be able to play. So as good as what we experience with the choir, we're not there yet, according to the word of God. If true worship hits this house today, even your pastor will not be able to preach. So the fact that I'm still standing before you, we've got a long way to go. So a good pastor will be pushing the church to learn to worship God, to learn to praise God. If I don't love you, I won't talk about it. But I know when praises go up, blessings come down. So when I hear about you, I want to see blessings all over you. So I have to teach you how to praise God. I know you grow up in a religion that says this is how to do it. But religion doesn't do any good to people. It pacifies people. What you need is an understanding of the word of God. If true worship hits this house today, ladies and gentlemen, the singers will not be able to sing. All these precious people behind me, they will all be in the face of God. The power of God will take over. I'm talking about true worship. Can we get there? Yes. Are we on the right road? Yes. But let's not park the car here. Let's keep on moving. I don't know about you, I'm in my 60s, every day I wake up asking myself, how can I be better than I was yesterday? It is very unwise to think you have arrived. If you get to that point, you might as well be dead. But the fact that you and me are still alive that means God has a whole lot more to show us, to reveal to us, and to do through us. So I am excited 
to know more about God. Ladies and gentlemen, true worship, I'm talking about real worship that God wants. It's not something that you do because you are on camera. That's performance. By the way, ain't nothing wrong to perform. We all perform every, you turn on the TV today, my team going to be performing. Yes, that's, there's nothing wrong with that. Amen. So don't look at the world performance as a terrible world. No. But there is another level of God that we can move to. So I'm talking about something that you do when it comes to worship. is something you do out of your belly. Out of your soul. Out of your spirit man. The Bible gave us an idea what this is all about. In John chapter 4, verse 24. You remember it? The Bible said, God is a spirit. Am I still in the book? He said, if you're going to worship him, you need two things. That's right, son. You need your spirit. You need the truth. I'll be honest with you, when I be sitting down watching uh, a choir sing or worship, many times what you see is a revelation where they've been through. The, the, the song is not just a song. The song is telling a story. Somebody said, you are looking at a miracle. See, there's a story behind that. You know? So true worship is not just learning do re mi. It's something you do out of your belly. Out of your spirit, you've been somewhere. And now you want to let God know. I didn't forget. There's a difference between thanksgiving, praise, and worship. Thanksgiving is simply thanking God for what he's done. Ladies and gentlemen, Everybody here ought to be a thanksgiver. Not everybody can worship. Even though you are here in the church. But when it comes to thanksgiving, everybody can do that. Why? Because everybody has gotten some blessing from God. Can I have an amen? Amen. Is there anybody here that God has done nothing for you? The Bible said he reigns on the just and the unjust. So everybody, all of you watching me on TV, listening on radio, live streaming right now, God has been good to you. So you ought to worship him. You ought to thank him. So when it comes to thanksgiving, you simply say, Lord, I thank you. 
Just take an inventory. Have a little reflection on your life. Sometimes I wake up in the morning, and I did that this morning. I was trying to decide which shoe I'm going to wear. And they shoe everywhere. My family talk about me all the time. You, they will buy me shoe after shoe, and I only wear one. And they just don't understand. See, something okay in your brain or something? What about this one? What about that one? But I would wake up in the morning and say, Lord, I thank you for my shoes. Lord, I thank you for my clothes. Do I have a witness here? Lord, I thank you for my job. Lord, I thank you for my automobile. Lord, I thank you for my house. Thank you. I remember how you saved me. Lord, I remember how you healed me. Lord, I remember how you made a way out of no way. Do I have a witness in the house? Then you ought to say, thank you, Lord. All of us will qualify to say thank God. I was watching one young lady. She just graduated from college. We are, we are teach over there. And she cried and cried and cried. And I was, I was thinking maybe somebody did her wrong. So I approached her. I said, sister girl, uh, this is a day of rejoicing. She said, I'm rejoicing. This is my way of rejoicing. She said, I've been through five universities. Got flunked out. Dropped out. Trying to help my children. Trying to make a living. He said, but after so many years, I made it. He said, Lord, I thank you. And every time you ask her, he said, Lord, I thank you. I was talking to one of my members. She graduated this December. She told me, Pastor, my graduation that you see is a product of 40 years of making. 40 years. But she said, I made it. And she said, I'm not through yet. I'm going to keep on going. I said, thank you, Jesus. That's Sister Austin. God is doing all kinds of good things in your life. God is doing all kinds of good things in my life. So every day ought to be a day of thanksgiving. Are you still here? Now let me show you the difference between thanksgiving and praise. Ladies and gentlemen, we praise God for who he is. That's totally different. God is love. Praise him for that. God is the creator of this world. Am I right about it? God is a God of grace. God of mercy. God is marvelous. God is wonderful. God is awesome. I can go on and on and on and on. 
Because of who he is, you ought to praise him. What's the difference? You see, a thanksgiver says, Lord, thank you for my shoe. Thank you for my house. Thank you for my car. Thank you for my job. But our praiser says, if I never have a shoe, I praise you. If I never had a car, you are still God. If I never had a house, if I get laid off on my job, I praise you. Somebody here need to graduate from just thanksgiving to praising God. Because God is God all by himself. Am I right about it? Ladies and gentlemen, you ought to praise him for who he is. That's when you are telling God, Lord, you don't even have to perform. You don't need to impress me. I know it's Christmas. You don't need to play Santa Claus. You are God all by yourself. Can I have an amen? amen? One gentleman, his name is Hezekiah. You all know his story. It was his time to die. Am I still in the book? And the preacher came to pronounce to him, get your, your, your house in order. You're going to die. But notice something I don't want you to miss because I'm a theologian. The first thing Ezekiah did was to show his resume. He said, look at what I've done. Look at how much I accomplished. But guess what? God never changed his mind. He said, yes, you did all that, but you're going to die. He never changed his sentence. Then Ezekiah shifted gear. He started to talk about, well, if my accomplishment won't do it, I have done my very best to keep your laws. In other words, I've tried to live right. I've tried to obey the commandments. God looked him in the face and said, you're going to die. His accomplishment didn't do it. His holiness didn't do it. Then as the car came back, it's like you're proving your case in the courthouse. This time he said, Lord, you know a dead man cannot praise you. If I'm dead in my grave, I can worship you, I can praise you. God called the preacher, go, go, go back, go back, go back. Tell Ezekiah, if he will praise me, I will add 15 more years. You know what I'm trying to tell you? What you and I need is a church that praises God. I'm grateful for all of our accomplishments. But to be honest with you, I'm not impressed by that. The church of my dream if any of you ever attended new members orientation, the first lesson I teach, this is a house 
of praise. This is a house of worship. God is not sending me here to build cathedral and fancy lights and fancy building. I'm glad you got all of that. But please, I beg you, in the precious name of Jesus, what brought Zion Hill to where we are today? Praise. Worship. I'm looking for a church. I never will forget one brother. I can't remember his name now. He came to our church. He was not impressed by my preaching. It's not a put down. He went to the church next door. What's his name? He went to, he's a student. He's pastoring a church over there in Winsboro down somewhere. He went to a church next door. It was dead. It was cold. He took his Bible and left the Bible. And while he was passing, he heard this big noise from Zion Hill. He said, let me go in and check this out. He walked in and the place was packed out. People shouting. People praising God. He sat down that day and never left for three years. Today he called me father. He never do anything in his ministry without first calling me. What is it that attracted him? It was not the building. It was not your pastor. Our secret, ladies and gentlemen, is praise and worship. Let's go back to our root. Ladies and gentlemen, when Ezekiel said, the dead cannot praise you. God said, if you will praise me, I will restore to you the years that the locusts have stolen from you. The years that the canker worm have stolen from you. Praise is what you need in your life. Are you still here? The problem, ladies and gentlemen, is that we don't understand this thing. So we get things mixed up. We mix up thanksgiving with praise. We mixed up praise with worship. In fact, it's so bad now. In church culture in America, you all think praise or worship is some type of song. Isn't that something? So the truth be told, you listen to people here in this great country, they will tell you, I have me a playlist. I have hip-hop playlist. I have rap music playlist. I have country playlist. I have gospel playlist. I have worship playlist. So in their head, they've been brainwashed to think Worship is music. But not one scripture talks about worship in terms of music. Worship doesn't start when somebody comes to the stage and picks the microphone and says it's worship time. 
right in your kitchen. Hallelujah. While you're on the highway, even in the shower, you can worship God. Worship is not an activity that is confined to the realms of expression in music. So then what is worship then, pastor? I'm glad you asked. Think of two words. Worth, sheep. Two words. So worship is not music. It's not your poetry. Worship is what is God worth to you? Ladies and gentlemen, only you and you only knows what God is worth to you. What grieves my heart is that many of us put more values on touchdowns at a football game. God is my witness. I saw it firsthand. I went to New Orleans to watch my team whoop somebody. And all I saw was a bunch of worshipers of football. They were screaming. They were yelling. They were jumping. Why is it we don't see that in the house of God? You know why? Because our God is not worth much to us. But somebody will throw a touchdown who don't know nothing about you who don't care nothing about you, who is not going to share one dime of his money. In fact, he's going to take your money. And yet we are screaming and yelling. Ladies and gentlemen, God is looking for worship among his own children. It's a shame that we put more value on a little ball being thrown around than the creator of the heavens and earth. This kind of worship that I'm talking about, you see an example with David. David was a king, the most powerful man in the nation. But guess what? The Bible says he's a worshiper. One time he danced so much, his clothes was coming up. When was the last time that you see somebody dance so much and passed out? When was the last? I never will forget one time I saw a, a sister was worshiping here and bless God, she got happy. I said, praise the Lord, somebody know how to worship here. But then her wig started to fall off. Oh, she, she held on to that wig. She won't let that go. But true worship, you don't care if your eye masquerade came up. You don't care if you begin to sweat on your makeup. Oh, you, 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 you lose all of that because you're in a totally different zone. You are telling God you're worth this much. 
And I'm grateful. Ladies and gentlemen, church folks don't understand that kind of worship. The kind of worship that will make you continue to worship God even when the music is over. Have you ever been to a church like that and the music is over but somebody is still shouting? I'm talking. That's right. You really don't need no music. Your heart. Music is to help you and me. It's not our worship. True worship comes from the heart. Nobody knows like you know what God has done for you. So worship is when you read down into your very being. It's when you reach down into your spirit and out of your belly begin to flow rivers of living water. And it don't matter what happened. You saying, God, you deserve this. You are worth this much to me. We saw an example of a woman that came to worship God one day. The woman with the alabaster box. Everybody was in church that day. But they take Jesus for granted. But here come a woman. A very expensive perfume. She opened it up. And poured everything to worship God. Notice there were church folks there. That call that a waste. And I had to tell you sometimes when you begin to dance before the Lord, some people think, what a waste. When you begin to yard our God and show how much you appreciate everything you've been through, how He brought you. Oh, people say He just put it on. Some of you will even call me, Pastor, I wish you'd tell brother so-so-and-so to be quiet. Some of you have gone to the so bad that people are worshiping God, then you're taking pictures. And you think that is funny. You are like the disciple, you are saying that is a waste. The problem with those disciples, they have no clue what God's worth to that woman. That's why they think what she's doing is wasteful. That's why they think what you're doing is wasteful. That's why they think it's funny the way you dance or it's funny the way you worship God. That is funny when, when you begin to run around. And because... You yourself, you're not sure of who you are. Now many of you have gotten quiet. You ever seen church folks come in and say, well, you don't take all that. Why are they lifting their hands? But maybe somebody's been fighting the devil all week. And now he finds himself in the house of God. And there you are, you thinking, why is he raising his hand and lifting up his hand? 
you better get out of the way. You'll be surprised. People who have been fighting real battles. You see all of us dressed up, but you don't know what's going on in our lives. But you who know what God means to you, you know he's been a shelter in time of storm. You who know he made a way out of no way. Then you don't give a flip what anybody think about you. You don't worry about he said, she said, they said. You don't worry about who's rolling their eyes. The Bible said, let the redeem of the Lord say something. God is looking for true worshiper. When you see me raise my hand, I'm not trying to impress you. Sometimes so beaten down. And all I can say is, Father, I shred my hands to you. I don't have no other help. If you withdraw yourself from me, tell me where can I go? I'm not from here. I don't have no relatives here. I need you. Oh, I need you. Every hour I need you. Bless me, Lord. Bless me, Lord. My Savior, bless me. I come. I come to thee. You know what I'm trying to suggest to you? Look into how much God is worth to you. Some people here, they came today fighting depression. Some people have come today, they are fighting with poverty. Have you ever been in a situation, you walk, 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 and you have nothing to show for you? People who don't know you, they think you're just a lousy manager of your money. But they don't know all what you're going through. Some people is here today fighting some serious addictions. You don't want to be a crackhead. You don't want to be a drunk. But life sometimes will throw you a curveball. And you're seeking help. <coughs> Some of these people, ladies and gentlemen, they've seen Red Sea turn into a highway in their life. Some people, they have seen dry bones begin to become an army in their life. Some people come here, they've seen five loaves and two fish turn into real meal. They don't even know how they took care of their children. They don't even know how they made it. But God. So let me encourage you. So stop judging somebody's worship. Are you listening to me? You may see people running around. If you don't understand it, shut you. Stop judging people. Oh, Reverend, it's Roger again. All over the building. Shut, shut up. 
I have one gentleman here. I, thank God he's not here today. Every now and then, oh, Some women, I'm preaching. They rush to the front, shouting, jumping, giving God the glory, and you rolling your eyes. I pray God won't close your eyes for ignorance. Stop judging people's worship. You don't know where they've been. You don't know what they've done. Are you still here? Who is this woman, by the way? Oh, I wish I had more time. This woman, you see, in every, every gospel wrote about this account, you know. But I like John's account. John said, in John chapter 11, Lazarus was dead. And you all remember Jesus came and raised him up. <laughs> then you go to chapter 12. Then Jesus is in Bethany in the same house of Lazarus. And then he's, he's ministering to the people. And guess who was there? Lazarus, who was raised from the dead, was present. And then there was this lady, and John said, all these other gospels have been talking about a certain woman. He said, no, it's not a certain woman. She is the sister of Lazarus, whom God raised. So now when you see her, pour out everything she's got. See, if you don't know her story, her. It's easy for you to judge. And that is why I say, if you don't understand my chapter 11, you cannot talk about my chapter 12. You need to understand, all of us, we are some total of our life experience. If you're a worshiper, don't let nothing stop you. Don't let opinions of men stop you. Be free to worship. Be free to praise God. Be free to give him thanks. When you look back over your own life and see a lot of things that could have happened and see things that almost happened, but by the grace of God, you are still here. Nobody has to say, will you please stand and raise your hand. Nobody will have to say, will you please clap for Jesus today? Even before the music starts, you are already praising God. Before the music starts, you are already worshiping him. Before the music starts, you are already thanking him for another day. That he woke you up this morning. That he put food on your table. That he put clothes on your back. That he watch over your children. That he protects you on the job. Not everybody loves you on your job, in case you don't know. But God made a way. Every attack of the enemy, he kept you from trouble. He kept you from danger. You end up in the hospital, he brought you out. You got involved in an accident, he let you leave. You are still here by the grace of God. That is why if the Lord has been good to you, you have to watch something. And every day ought to be a day of thanksgiving. Every day ought to be a time of praise. 
conclusion you know what Jesus said to the people leave him alone leave her alone and I come to serve notice on somebody now this is the Joshua that many of you don't know when I see you messing with worshiper in the house you are the enemy God sent me to fight you better leave him alone when you see people jumping around, leave them alone. When you see people running all over the building, leave them alone. When you see people in the choir stand just dancing, they say, why, why you have to sing so long, pastor? It took so long. How many verses? Shut your mouth! One thing I thank God for in this church, God began to send to this man of God worshipers. Some of them come from different churches. God began to build an army of worshipers. Are you listening to me? But then, when they begin to exercise their gifting, their love for Christ, then some of you religious people you begin to say, this is a waste. And I come to serve notice on you. I try very hard to be Christian sometimes. Because there's a real Joshua that I try to suppress every day. I don't want to flip out. See, everybody got a cursing ministry. We just keep it under for the sake of Christ. But I don't want you to wake up that old demon. So if you see somebody worshiping here, you know my message to you, church, leave them alone. All minds clear? Stand to your feet. I'm done. I'm done. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. If God has been good to you, you ought to praise him. If it's been a shelter in time of storm, you ought to press him. If it's been a way maker, you ought to press him. Have you ever been in trouble and God made a way? You ought to press him. You ought to give him the glory. How much does he want to you? How much of a blessing has God been to you? Have you watched your children lately? God protected them. God is working things out right now. You are to give him the glory. You are to give him the praise. Let everything, let everything, everything that has bread. I want to invite somebody to the altar. If you like me, and your temperature worship used to be way high, and now you see how the pressures of this world, chuckling, 
Say, Lord, make me a worship. I want to know you. Paul said, oh, that I may know you. In the power of your resurrection. In the fellowship of your suffering. That is the secret of this church. It's not about our preaching. It's not about our building. It's not about our denomination. All of that is fine and dandy. But the secret, the secret of this ministry. You got to praise him. You got to praise him while you have a chance. And I hear the Holy Spirit been telling me over and over again, Son of man, go back. Take the child back where you are. Everything else will work out. You know the most important thing for any church? I did this free to all of my pastor friends watching on TV. God wants to be worshipped. God wants you to live for him. And the third thing, he wants you to take his gospel all over the world. Everything else is a waste. You really want to know what a waste is? All the program we are doing is a waste. I just didn't have so much courage to tell you. <coughs> whether you're doing a padlock dinner, whether you're going on road trip, uh, 100 men in black, 200 women in rain. It's a waste. At the end of the day, God is looking for people that will worship him. God is looking for people that will live for him. God is looking for people that will take his gospel all around the world. That's what I want this church to be about. Everything is See, I belong to that altar. You know what I'm saying to God? See, I have so much. I became like Ezekiah. So much. See, just one man. I am dean of a school. Vice president of a school. Pastor of a church. Reverend. Doctor. Lawyer. And I'm counting all these accolades. But you know what God said? Don't want a dime. He says, Son of man, what made you is your worship. What made you is your praise. What made you is your heart of thanksgiving. Go back. So when I'm preaching to you, I'm preaching to my own self. But I don't want to be selfish of his glory. Never forget, if you want God to bless you, when praises go up, the only thing that will come down is blessing. Hallelujah. Let's come pray for us. I've got to be in the altar. Love you. Can we say we adore you? We adore you.
Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you now with our heads bowed down and our hearts lifted up to thee. Thanking you for every good and perfect thing that comes from you. Thanking you because you have made it possible by looking beyond our faults and seeing our need. Thanking you because your mercy is brand new every morning. Great is that faithfulness to us, O oh Lord. Thanking you for Jesus. For in him we live, we move, and we have our being. And because of him we can approach your throne of grace in confidence. Thereby obtaining mercy for mercy is what we need. Lord, we stand here. And we look back from January. Now here it is December. Lord, we can say, if it had not been for you, who was on our side, we could have been swallowed up. But you look at our frame and you consider that we are weak. But yes, you are strong. You told death to behave, to back up and leave us alone. Lord, we realize that we are in a pandemic. And even before the vaccination was created, there were some of us who were struck with the virus. But you kept us and you brought us. And we want to say thank you. You didn't just stop with us. But you looked at our household. And you spoke peace. You spoke joy. So now we stand offering up thanksgiving. And we ask dear heavenly father. That you would help us. To worship you. In spirit. And in truth. And we realize, Lord, uh, that we didn't always do that. We realize now that sometimes we failed uh, in giving you a true praise, a true worship. So we ask that you create in us a clean heart uh, and renew the right spirit which is in us. Uh, and we exalt you. We thank you. We ask that you will look at our hearts. Anything that's not lined up with your word, take it out right now and cast it into the sea of forgiveness to rise against us no more. Shift our focus on who you are and who we are and who we belong to. We belong to you. For we are the sheep of your pastor. It is you that have made us. And not we ourselves. Lord I speak a blessing. Over everybody. 
under the sound of my voice. I speak healing right now in the name of Jesus. I speak deliverance right now in the name of Jesus. Help us, Lord, to not to leave this sanctuary like we came in. Help us, Lord, to know who you are and to know whose you are for our own selves. Make our ears like bees wet and blind our eyes when people are talking about us, when they're rolling their eyes at us, when they're talking and judging our praise. Because yes, some of our praise is for real. Lord, I pray that all of us get on the right train. Get on the right mark. Help us to keep our hearts and our minds stayed on you. For you promised us that you would give us perfect peace. Help us to keep our eyes on a star post in Zion. Shift our focus where you will be our Lord of Lords, our King of Kings. And we thank you. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for what you've done. We thank you for what you're doing. And we thank you for what you're going to do. As we close out this year, we still don't know whose names are on the book for this year. But we trust you. For we know not what tomorrow holds. But we know you hold tomorrow. And if there's anybody that are standing right here, right now, who don't know you in the pardon of their sins, we offer Jesus, for he is the light of the world. He is the reason of the city, of this season. He is that city that sits on a hill that cannot be hid. We thank you. We adore you. We exalt you. We praise you. We worship you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now there may be someone who would like to join with us as we said in our prayer, we offer Jesus to you. As our pastor and his wife stand here at the front of the altar, if you would like to become a part of us or just want to come and say hello, you will have that opportunity to do so at this hour as we get ready for the benediction. We ask to that you would look to the hills from which come at your help. All of our help comes from the Lord. Shift our focus. Now, may the Lord in his infinite wisdom and in the power of his might, may he keep May he bless you. May his face shine upon you. May he lift his countenance 
all around you and give you peace. In Jesus' name, amen.